and we're back with our passage series and this episode is is about provisioning and um, foodstuffs and keeping the crew happy and their bellies full. Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. Food. So we have to preface this entire podcast on the fact that we don't eat meat. Um, I cheat with fish, but I don't actually like to kill fish. So, (laughs) so, um, you know, I'll just have to kind of put that up front, um, because it also affects how we cook and what we store and everything else. Um, Yeah. And every crew member is at least vegetarian yeah. in this crossing. So in the Atlantic crossing, that's right. We have we have one strict vegan, one cheating vegan, and two vegetarians. I think is uh, Nikki and and Seglin are both vegetarian. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Seglin, but I think she's pretty vegan. Mm, last I checked, she was a vegetarian. She told me. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we've been cheating with a lot of desserts. Yeah, desserts don't in France don't count. Um, anyway, so provisioning. So um, we did leg one from France to the Canaries, and I was pretty much completely provisioned for 14 days, more than 14 days. I think I was. I, I think I had enough food. I was thinking longer term, also across the Atlantic Ocean. So I was stocking up as much as possible, knowing that I would need to not only get across to the Canaries, but um, want to buy things in that I had access to what I knew the prices of that I could kind of get on the boat quickly. So actually I over provisioned, um, but I planned in terms of understanding what meals we we're going to have for about 14 days, but I over provisioned. So I had a lot more stuff on board. Um, what did I learn? We were doing, we were doing, because we had Jean-Marc who is also French and you're proper French. I felt pressure. Am I? Yeah, no, you're not proper. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt pressure for us to like have a proper meal three times a day. You know, where we were sitting at a table. We we each had our placemat. Like we, we were, it was an actual meal. Like you say, bon appetit. You have your silverware. You have your napkin. Like, you know, you have water on the table. That kind of thing. Um... I, I don't know that in the Atlantic crossing it'll be that way because as you and I sort of are on the boat and we nat- how we naturally eat, we tend to eat a breakfast in the morning sometime between 9 and 10, depending on what time we wake up. Um, and then we have a dinner, which is kind of a meal around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, then you snack all the time. So you basically graze <laughs> on snack <Right>. food. <laughs> but there's really only two meals. So um, that's sort of how we eat. I mean, wouldn't you say that's true? Yeah. I mean, you you add that uh, temperature is is up. Yeah. And, um, a little warmer. A little warmer, yeah. So you typically, I think people are typically less hungry. less hungry at least don't want like warm food 
Um, so there is there is a little bit of that on the boat. Uh, you can be active, but you know it's. You're at also times. not running a marathon or walking ten miles. You know you are kind of sitting around. Mm. So. But um, you also and you also getting getting into a rhythm, a yeah. pattern, and I think as, as every day is, looks kind of more of the same. So you find you find your groove. Yeah. Of what fits. Uh, but fits I do you. think on passage generally um there's a little bit more of a desire to snack and i don't know if it's because well for me it might be nerves um for you it might be just your it it's just something you do when you oh when you're thinking on watch. about different things thinking yeah. yeah um so it seems like there's more snacking than normal like as, as you're normally like living your life and you know whether it's at home or on a boat it just seems like there's more snacking well, you're um, close to it. <laughs> and I provisioned for it, so maybe that's even it, you know, availability. It's, it's just reaching. Mm-hmm. So, versus at home, you might be in the office and the food is in the kitchen. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so those are and, the things I learned. Like, we on the first leg, we had three proper meals a day. They were square meals, mostly. They, they were mostly vegetarian meals. Um, I think twice I cooked salmon that Jean-Marc and I ate and um, once when we got to Gibraltar and then once when we got over here just as a little celebratory thing um, I baked what, a cake what I've observed too in my previous races offshore races is that most people the first two days don't feel so good yeah they're kind of in their bodies in this transition period so they're typically not eating much bland food the f- well, yeah, the, well, first the, the night before, the day before, <laughs> yeah, go for not spicy, not greasy, yeah, and stuff like, like this, like rice, yeah, <laughs> just go with blend food. But also, people are naturally not very hungry the first couple of days until they adjust, and then, then they start to have. I their definitely appetite. think that for me, like, I didn't feel sick, um, knock on wood, but you're definitely tired. Uh, if you're not sick, you're tired. It just seems like you're you don't have a lot of energy. Um, so I do think there is. I think that's true. There's yeah. some kind of an adjustment period. I seem to be okay. So yeah, knock on wood. So provisioning. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, uh, one thing that I bought in in the Grand Mott that you made fun of me over is I I bought one of those shopping trolley things. Mm-hmm. It's got like two wheels and then a huge sack on it um i got the ones with the big wheels so they're not the little wheels and i love that thing so i think it was like 60 euros and i use it for everything for laundry for i mean we have a washer on board but i would just take my stuff to the laundromat and um groceries it was great and then we have a second trolley with smaller wheels that's just the frame so mm-hmm. you can put boxes or or weirdly shaped things on it, and when or a backpack or a backpack um, or IKEA bags, you can stack on there with the um, with the cord, a shot cord, mm-hmm. and um, so those are really really great. And we used to have the carts. Uh, where oh, like a like a folding cart. A folding cart, yeah. Which. Is we, that we used on a previous boat to do provisioning. It's very, uh, very good. 
but it's very cumbersome. Yeah, it seemed like there was more drama. Like it's getting it's it out. Heavy yeah. to kind of get in and out the boat. That's the thing. It's like once you're on the on the the, the wheels were plastic, so every bump and rock and yeah. it's just like you know, it's uh, it's not uh, regular tires. But it would go off roading. Like we, I remember, I don't know where we were. I think we were somewhere in Croatia, and we had to go get some. Yeah. And then, I don't know uh, what it was. It was so useful. So it works great. I would say if you have a big family and stuff, it's good. You put the kids in it. and So it's definitely worth uh, getting it. But I think I liked, uh, uh, and also the store was taking a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the, the little carts that mm-hmm. we have. They are, they are very kind of light and don't take much space, but they can, you can load quite a few things. And what I just found out through the WhatsApp group that we have in the Ultramar uh, Transat, is that in Las Palmas, you have a supermarket that delivers to your boat. Well, I was just going to say that. If you, are, if you are the marina, not, not that anchor. Yeah. Um, so you go buy the food. It's not one of those, well, maybe you can order the food, but you can go to the store, buy the food. They pack it in boxes for you, from what I read, and then they deliver it um, yeah. to uh, to uh, to your boat in the marina. So then, then you just have the transfer, yeah. uh, either from the dock or if you are the anchor and you find another boat to deliver to, and then you pick up the boxes in your dinghy and, yeah. and you do the back and forth. So, so that's. But there definitely are a lot of loads. So um, we borrowed a car in La Grand Mot and and that was helpful because I would have just been going back and forth, and I still went back and forth a number of times just with my little cart. Um, so in addition to that, though, I think the first huge trip I did, I I borrowed a car. So having a car, renting a car, that kind of thing was pretty useful. So how much food to take? So we, if we plan to have our crossing take X number of weeks, um, I would add one more week and then I would probably overbuy anyway. So um, in this case, we think maybe it'll take around two weeks. Is that what we think? Yeah, I haven't done any rounding yet, uh, but 12 to 14 days. Um, so I would plan... Uh, wait, 12 to 14. Uh, well, we'll, we are leaving from here, so yeah, 14, I don't know, <laughs> I have to check. So definitely plan for three weeks, and then um, one week of emergency stores after that. So um, it would be, it would be if you, if you think it's going to take two weeks, you plan for three, and then you have an additional week of emergency stuff. Oh, you plan for three, mm-hmm. and you have, so that's additional, four. Additional, so that's four, yeah. Yeah, so that's what you're supposed to do. Um, hmm. Yeah, and so what we are able to do is, because we don't eat meat and have a lot of um, you know stuff to store like that that could go bad, we can pack a lot of dried beans. So garbanzo beans, lentils, red lentils, quinoa, uh, quinoa uh, rice. Uh, Peas, rice, I mean, yeah, I mean, beans and legumes, right? And rice. Yeah, and we can have that. We have, by default, we have weeks of that. We have weeks and weeks and weeks of that. I mean, we have so so much of that right now. So if we had to live off anything, that would be our emergency stores anyway, um, because we have so much of that already. We plan for um, oatmeal and cereals was just kind of a standard and then I probably depending on the power situation will make pancakes a couple times a week 
in the morning. People seem to like that. Pancakes. It's you okay. like you like my pancakes. You, okay. you love my pancakes. <laughs> and then the other thing I like to make because I love apple pie is um, uh, so I just chop up some apples and put some um, vanilla and a little bit of sugar, cinnamon, and cinnamon. And I kind of cook those on the stove a little bit, and then I then I put in the oatmeal with a little bit of soy milk and and make um, oatmeal that tastes like apple pie. That's pretty good. Um, but my go-to is the Instant Pot. So I start, I fell in love with the Instant Pot on land, and then we had one on our last boat, and it was great because you just basically throw everything in the pot, the beans, the vegetables, broth, whatever you want to put in there, and spices, and you turn it on for 10 to 15 minutes depending. It, it cooks everything. Um, it's... It uses a lot of energy, but not for very long, and you can cook a lot of it. So, for instance, um, we've been at Anchor for a couple days, and I've been cooking in it, and we'll eat some, but then I'll freeze some. So, I'm starting to build up a stockpile of frozen food um, that is good, that we can take out and, and use kind of as the meals. The other thing I like about the Instant Pot is they tend to be sort of one dish meals. So maybe you you put cur- I make a curry, and um, then you make you have rice, and so it's it's curry with the rice, and that's in one dish, um, which also minimizes one the number of dishes to clean at the end of the day, which means you're using water, which means you're using power for the water, um, and they're easier to eat because stuff isn't flying all over the place and. You know, you, you, you have less dishes um, to cook with. Anything you want to add? You're kind of quiet. Um, no, I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> and I know you attended the webinar, so I'm being quiet. <laughs> um, oh, on provisioning? No, this is just my my Instant Pot thing is, oh, is my pot. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, all this is, is great. I think it's, um, however, people might say, yeah, the fresh food, because if we're like more whole food plant-based, um, then how long will your fresh food... Yeah, I was going to talk about fresh food. So okay. that's the, just The other thoughts so. oh, yeah. um, is in the emergency food. So so we said, okay, we have... Well, no, there's the extra food, I guess the plus 50%, and then there is the emergency. Yeah, That's what I understand. So we already have a lot of the plus 50%. Plus like, 50%? What do you well, mean? Two weeks passage, add another week. Uh-huh. You know, you... You're under jury rig and you're sailing slow and now your trip is not two weeks, but now three weeks. I guess that's mm-hmm. the philosophy. You're still uh, mm-hmm. uh, self-sufficient, but now it's going to take a lot longer. Um, so by default, well, obviously we need to to add more, but by default, we, we already have a lot of uh, food um, that we can we can cook with like the, the beans, lentils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the emergency, um, that's cans, freeze right food and that stuff I guess you're going to keep on your boat forever for years uh, that'll be always your emergency yeah I mean I didn't buy any freeze dried food yet I mean we'll see when we get to Las Palmas if we maybe want to buy something that in my mind the emergency food you have on the boat is like literal emergency like at that point you're in survival mode um, so you know basically the bricks with you know that are that are dry and terrible you know to me that's what you would use because we have so many other 
you know, dried um, bean options that can be easily prepared. That they wouldn't be fancy by that point because you would use down all of your fresh vegetables. You would be you will be out of many things, but you would have spices, and I do have sauce bases, so it wouldn't be terrible. Um, hmm. But in my mind, if we have a week's worth of emergency food, it's literally you're surviving. Like it's bars, right? So yeah, I guess it's also food that you can grab when I mean, you have food in the life draft but it's also food uh, cans will be heavy but, right um, well for the freeze dried you need a way to boil water and i don't know how to boil water right in the life and that's draft. why they have them in the bricks they're basically you the can bricks. have like yeah. those things but and that's um, what you're yeah doing. just to keep in mind is the digestion um like it's um all this type of food like when you switch from regular food to this type of like energy just providing like um, yeah, there might be stuff, adaptation. Yeah, but stuff. I think if you're in the life raft trying to survive, digestion is like the least of your worries. <laughs> I don't know, trying maybe. Trying to make this thing enjoyable. But <laughs> like get, get a little curry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would you like some curry in the life raft? Yeah. yeah. So, it's good um, for the morale. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of morale, so I, in addition to kind of the basic, you know, the basics that we plan for, so whatever your your base food is for for any given meal um i mentioned sauces and spices like really jacking up the spices i think is really important because you can with the same bases you can make completely different dishes with different spices and spices actually don't take up that much space so um that's one thing that i've learned just with vegetarian and vegan cooking together you know having to cook vegetables and and beans a lot um you can have completely different taste experiences just by changing the spices up so So in the packaging yeah and presentation like you add a little lemon wedge add a little you know uh Garnish and it actually looks fabulous. Um, oh, bless you. <laughs> um, so, so that is kind of um, that is the kind of meal prep. So, how long will I have some fresh bananas for my breakfast? Yeah. So, the advice that uh, was given in the in the webcast on this was to buy food that has different ages. You know, like, so you get red tomatoes, but then you also get green tomatoes and then you get half ripe tomatoes. So your tomatoes don't all ripe at once and um, store that outside. So and, and there's some vegetables that last longer than others, you know, so like sweet potatoes, cabbage, carrots, things like this actually last longer. Um, and then we also make sprouts on the boat. Um, so we have a huge bag of broccoli sprouts. So we do sprouts on the on the boat. So at a minimum, we'll always have sp- you know something green and fresh, um, at least you know to eat as well. So I think we're probably good for. We could probably go two weeks with some kind of vegetable, um, and that excludes potatoes and 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 that that sort of, and onions and that sort of thing that last longer which apparently I learned that you can't store the potatoes with the onions because it spoils they spoil each other or mm-hmm. something which was news to me and you can get vegetables from cans so yeah exactly they have um, them in jars mm-hmm. you know so they're they're they um, they provide the uh, car- you know the sliced carrots or the what do you call it the rape I think you call it in French I don't even know the English word now but it's it's the carrot Happy. Happy. Um, mm. 
in in jars grated yeah uh, beets um, anything pickled you can and you can certainly pickle it yourself if you want to uh, as well and that goes for the cabbage um, too but you can buy it that way as well so and then I just have a lot of things to make meals with like um, diced tomatoes tomato sauce um, different kinds of um, like a butternut squash soup base in a carton <clears throat> so you can make use that as a base to use a kind of curry if you want and you put the vegetables in it and then you put the broth in it and then you put the red lentils in it for instance and then um, add your spices from there so if you have some bases like this you can make a bunch of different things also what I love is chickpeas because you can make hummus you can make falafels you can make falafel burgers you can make falafel meatballs and everything kind of tastes different but it's the same basic base um, so mm -hmm. um, what else on provisioning do you want to know like what's chocolate <laughs> well, the oh, this is melt. a good. Yeah, so I have two. So what I've done is there. We have a closet, um, an extra closet space that we weren't really using that I've converted into a second pantry, and I bought these big plastic uh, boxes. They're kind of like think of milk crates except they're solid, and in those I have uh, stored. They're 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 bigger than crates. They're, it's more like a bin, a large bin, I guess, um, full of the food. And then in the bilges, there's storage for these bins. And I have one bin for salty and one bin for sweet. So things like chips and mixed nuts and salted nuts and popcorn and um, what else do I have? Like breadsticks. Um, these kinds of things in one bin and then I have all of this the the sweet in another bin and chocolate and peanut butter and um, Nutella cookies um, and all kinds of stuff that Stefan needs to stay out of do you even know where this wheat bin is yeah I think I've seen it <laughs> mm. but I don't think about it <laughs> yeah. anyway so there's a big bin so we have um, a bunch of snacks on board and then um, Ochamere, you you get your boat and they have these, what do you call them? They're like these clear storage containers with lids that... Um, Tupperware? I don't know. Thing? It, it's, it's Tupperware, but it they're like long and thin storage containers where you can put different snacks and stuff, mixed nuts, dried fruit. Um, Pasta, cereal. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So during the day, if someone wants to come and grab a handful of something, it's there. And um, then people aren't rummaging through the pantries to kind of find different things. It's like all there. People can see it because they're clear bins mm -hmm. um, that are easy to easy to see. So on racing boats, they have a, a bag for each day with the snacks, with this, with oh, that. Oh, really? Like it's all organized? It's all organized. Yeah. Wow, that's so they cool. open the bag, and then. Uh, then you manage that day. Oh, that's a good idea. And then, uh, but if you if you go in the next day, if you start eating your snack, yeah, then, then you run out. <laughs> you run out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Maybe if I get inspired, I'll do that. Um, but the other thing that I do is I keep a little. I made a little Notion spreadsheet, um, well, database, as you like to call it. Thank you. Um, which is an inventory of everything that's on the boat and everything I need. 
And I did a really good job of this when I provisioned for the first time, but what I haven't done yet is gone back and taken off the stuff that we've used and figured out what, what the next um, list of things is, which I really need to do more religiously because my default is, you know, I don't like wasting food. So if I go to the store, I'm like, oh, we don't need that. We don't need that. We have that. We have that. And then you end up kind of going, oh, well, maybe we don't have that. And so I think it's good for me to make sure that I'm buying enough. Um, mm -hmm. Some people... Do a little inventory. Yeah, may have the opposite problem. But my problem is more, um, you know... Well, look, I'm trying to save you weight on the boat yeah. by not having so much stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's... I, I also got these... Um, they're kind of like... Uh, baskets but they're not like traditional baskets they look like bins um, but they have really really big holes in them to store fruit and keep the air kind of going through I wanted to and I got them from Ikea and I wanted to see if they made sense and they made sense for the med it was a little cooler I don't know if they're going to make a ton of sense um, you know if the inside of the boat is hot um, so we have a little fruit hammock that we can, or fruit and vegetable hammock that we can hang outside to put uh, some of the fruits and vegetables in to keep it, to keep all of the fruits and vegetables. Good. And so. we got an extra fridge slash freezer. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to mention that. Uh, we got a Dometic. Uh, it could be a fridge or freezer. We were gonna use it as a freezer. Um, it's good for things like um, frozen fruit. Uh, frozen vegetables, especially spinach, because you can take the frozen spinach and you can put it in a pasta dish and, you know, have spinach in your pastas and no one knows it was frozen or fresh because it tastes the same. Um, and things like that. And also, as I said, I've been kind of building up a stockpile of, of um, dishes that can go in there. I think the question is, you know, maybe we should actually fire that thing up and see how much energy it takes because I'd be interested to know, you know, at some point we're going to have to get it to a freezing state. So it's going to use a lot of energy at first to get it froze to, to get it super cold. But then how much does it take to maintain it being cold? I think that would be the question, right? Yeah, I think, well, what people say, it's they're pretty efficient. They have mm -hmm. good insulation. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Uh, you can plug it in 12 volt or 220. Um, and then we have two locations. One, we might use it as a little bench in the cockpit and so leave it outside. Or we could also leave it in the office. Um, it fits just, we have to remove the door to slide it in. Um, so those are the options where we can keep it. Um, so I, I think for the two of us, uh, the fridge and freezer is probably enough, mm -hmm. but since we have um, two uh, more people, two more people, we thought uh, we need uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Um, bread. So we don't eat a lot of bread normally. Um, it's not something we well in France. I mean, you have to have baguette. But other than that, like normally we don't nor we don't eat bread as just a part of our diet. Um, but we do eat wraps. 
So things that, um, you know, you can use tortillas, they have galettes that are, um, or buckwheat, large buckwheat kind of wraps that you can make really easily with just water and buckwheat and a little bit of flaxseed. Um, and I have a crepe pan on board. I like to use that, but you can buy them pre-made. So any kind of wraps, they keep for a long time and you don't have to worry about the whole bread situation. If you can't live without bread, um, you know, a lot of people make it or have a bread maker or whatever, but that's not really what we do. Um, just in terms of toast, they do sell the little bread toast things already toasted in a bag, uh, in a plastic bag. And we have a couple of those on board. And you kind of like those things that are crunchy. You can put some jelly on or whatever and have a little snack, maybe some peanut butter. Um, so that's kind of the bread situation there. Mm. So the wraps keep for a long time. Those are really easy um, to put anything in, whether it's beans or vegetables and stuff. And if you make these meals, like if you make a, last night, for instance, I made a pot of bean chili, uh, vegetarian chili. And so it was good as chili. It'll be good as in a wrap. You know, there's a lot of different, it'll be good as, you know, filling on a baked potato. So there's different ways to use the same base on a bunch of different meals. Are you taking notes? Because you're going to have to prepare meals over there. Mm, mental notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, going to ask, do you ask your crew what uh, snacks or food they like? Or do you just say, hey, you get what you get? Well, I, I did ask, you know, uh, when we left, I asked Jean-Marc, is there any special requests? You know, I know what your special needs are. You know, you like My chocolate. special needs. You like chocolate and cookies and stuff. Um, but he was really, he's like, I'll eat anything. So I was like, okay, then you, you kind of get what you get. But it turned out, you know, it was, it was fine. Um, and there's also, uh, um, you know, if people do have, you know, special requests, there are kind of times like we're going to be in the middle of the ocean when it's Christmas and so you know I'm not going to bake a turkey but you know there's something I think I need to be thinking through to just have a little special moment mm. and a little in Buche de Noël <laughs> <laughs> you're I think you're you're thinking I'm way more capable than I am probably yeah. but so and then yeah so how do you um, you're taking care of all that sounds good <laughs> 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 well, then you can't complain about my cooking. Oh, I never complain. Yeah. But everybody's going to cook. You're going to cook. Seglin's going to cook. I'm going to cook. Nikki's going to cook. Um, and there, there'll be some prepared stuff that'll be easy to pull together. Oh, so yeah. when I cook, I'll reheat maybe the, the frozen fat maybe, stuff. Maybe. And I put the lim lemon zest on top. Yeah, the lemon zest and the little broccoli sprouts as a garnish. Yeah. You'll be good. So, I don't know. Um, that was a little unstructured talk about provisioning, but that's sort of how I do it and how I'm thinking about it. I'm not a, I'm not a pro, though. I haven't done this a zillion times, but having done it just for the first leg, I got a feel for, you know. When you think about it, it's not that much different than when you're at home, maybe, and you're getting ready to host family for a week, you know, over the holidays, and you go to Costco, and you kind of, like, you know, load up on stuff. It's kind of the same process. Um, you know, you're kind of planning meals and what are people going to eat. It's kind of a similar thing. It's not that much different. And, you know, just doing the 12 days well, from France to the Canaries. Well, what's, um, what's very different is, manageable. is time is, is uh, important. So if suddenly you have to dedicate, you know, 
hours of prep and cooking every day at a home you can do this during the holidays but during a passage you want to oh no well minimize. i don't cook that way anyway like my rule of cooking is it can't take longer to cook it than to eat it so mm. i'm already like a short order cook um, but, but for people who uh, have a more traditional way of more of gourmet, cooking. gourmet cook yeah you may want to alter honestly it comes down to power management um you just can't have the oven on for hours and hours. You can't have, you know, pots and pans on for hours. That's why I like the Instant Pot because it's a it's a pressure cooker, basically. And you can cook anything in that thing. There's like a zillion cookbooks um, that you can get. And that's what I like about it is you dump everything in, you push the button, and in 15 minutes it's done. And then in, in warm climates, what's even better, we did this in Greece and Turkey too, is I could cook something and then I take it outside and I release the pressure and all the hot air goes outside. So you, you're not like in the galley and then it's hot and then all the hot air is trapped in there. Um, and then it keeps things warm for hours. So without it being on. Um, so, you know, you can cook early in the day and then when it's time for dinner you just eat it like it's not a big deal yeah you, you can use the extra power from the solar if your battery is at 100 percent and yeah and then um yeah that yeah that it's uh, still warm yeah so i think for yeah for for you for us it's maybe not a huge adjustment the way we eat and cook and and uh, provision but for Maybe for French people. <laughs> yeah. We're used French to people. like, yeah, these uh, gourmet meals. It might be just how you cook might be different. And the stove, I mean, everything at the same time with the sauce going on. Yeah, no, I don't do sauce. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Or unless you like prep and put this in a jar and, and then, you know, yeah. beforehand. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of preparation beforehand yeah. to make this successful. Yep, so uh, that's it for provisioning, and I uh, hope it was helpful to somebody. Um, I do, on our blog, I have a couple re recipes. I meant to put, like, a bunch of recipes up. Again, they're, like, super simple um, types of things that that I cook. Um, I don't use, like, a gazillion ingredients, um, but spices are big. Uh, so there's also a site that I really... Uh, a recipe site that I really like called Rainbow Plant Life and um, she uses a lot of different spices and flavors and every single one of her recipes is good and then she has a bunch of instant pot recipes as well um, and you know it's, it's plant based food too so if you're into that check that out so if you want to drop us an email you know where to find us sailingowen at gmail.com and fair wins for now boom well.